Today is Wednesday, January 12, 2021. My name is Frank Kraft, and you are listening to Simple Rhythms. Simple Rhythms is a daily podcast designed to give us a simple and steady diet of God's Word and to help us all be better prepared to receive God's Word on Sunday morning. Today's text comes from 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. The Word of the Lord says this, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So this verse that we have for us today is actually extremely dense and rich with biblical history and biblical theology and allusions to different parts of the Old Testament. And uh, in order for us to cover this entire verse, it would take way more time than we have for this podcast. So instead, we're going to focus on a simple phrase that he has in this verse that he introduces, and that's a royal priesthood. Now, when we first hear the word priesthood, we immediately think of the Levites and the Levitical priesthood of the temple uh, uh, constituted in the Old Testament. And and we would be right. Uh, Most of what uh, uh, Paul is alluding to here is this idea of serving in God's presence, being in a specific office and goal. He actually gets this specific phrase, royal priesthood, from Exodus 19, where he doesn't just call the Levitical priesthood, uh, um, you know, a priesthood, but instead he's actually calling the entire nation of Israel. He's saying, you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. And that's signifying that God has come into covenant with the nation of Israel, with the Israelites, and now has a special relationship where they're able to serve and live and work in the very presence of God. Because that's one of the main facets of being a priest and priesthoods throughout most of human history is when you're a priest, that means you serve and work in the presence or at the pleasure of a certain God or deity or whatever. And so the Israelites were constituted a covenanted into being a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Now, we know that the Israelites did not uh, fulfill this role. They did not, uh, they forfeited this office of priesthood by rejecting and rebelling against God and breaking God's laws and commands. And so that priesthood um, uh, did not live up to its potential. But now there's a new priesthood, a royal priesthood, a holy nation that has now been constituted and covenanted in the church. Now, this, there's so many different interpretations, so many different ways to talk about it. So I want to go ahead and just say that this is not saying that the church has now replaced Israel. There's not, there, we're not to say that there's a new priesthood and it's done away with the old. I think that the, I personally think that the church has fulfilled the priesthood and that both the Israelites and the, the Jews who come into faith and relationship with God through Jesus Christ are are welcomed into this same priesthood and fulfilling uh, the calling of being a holy nation and a royal priesthood or a kingdom of priests to the glory of God. I think that those two remain. Uh, and again, if you're interested in that kind of uh, understanding and study of of um, the old covenant and the new t- covenant and fulfillment and priesthood and the relationship of Gentiles and Jews and Israel and the church, uh, I'm sure Pastor Caleb uh, would love to sit down and talk with you about it, um, but we can't again cover all of that today. Instead, um, this week we're actually focusing specifically on uh, the idea of serving the church. And the the prayer for today is actually that we would be um, a recognize that we are a kingdom of priests that God has made each one of us a priest in this royal priesthood, and that we are to serve God 
amongst God's people in the church. And so we're recognizing here that we are a part. If we are a believer, we are part of the body of Christ and we are a part of this priesthood. Now, the biggest implication of this priesthood that, again, is kind of the first thought uh, of this idea is that we do not need a mediator to be in between us and God, that through faith in Jesus Christ, that we are all priests. This is called the priesthood of the believers. And so we don't need a mediator between us and Jesus because we have direct access to God and to Jesus through faith and through the power of the Holy Spirit. So there's no need. Jesus is our mediator. There's no need for a human mediator because Jesus is our mediator and we're able to have direct relationship with him and God through the Holy Spirit and through faith and trust in his death, burial, and resurrection, right? But that goes even further because now we are then constituted or covenanted into this office of priesthood, and that comes with certain privileges and responsibilities. The privileges is that we have direct access before God. It's that through the Holy Spirit, we have um, the the blessings of being able to fight our sin and repent of our sin and put our faith and trust in him. We are empowered to live in obedience and faith in him. We are then given the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. And uh, we are now in right relationship with God where we get to enjoy God's presence and, uh, and be able to praise and worship and honor God truly being freed from our sin. And from those things which separated us from the source of life, from the source of comfort, and able to enjoy those uh, the, those pleasures and that presence uh, for all of eternity with God, that we'll be able to spend all of eternity with God. These are all blessings of the priesthood and being a part of the priesthood. But then there's also responsibilities. What are, well, what are those responsibilities? Well, it's that we execute our spiritual gifts for the service of uh, the church and the world. It's that we proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And so this is where, again, we've talked about this last week, we're talking about it again this week, that this is where every believer and every member of this church is expected, assumed, and commanded to serve in some capacity because we all have gifts, we all have abilities, and we're all called to serve. Now, a fun thought when it comes to this idea of being a, uh, a part of this royal priesthood that we serve God together as a part of the church to glorify God and to love others and to proclaim God's goodness to the world is that most of the time when you think of priests, you think of like two things. You think of sacrificing animals in the temple, right? And then you think of probably like praying the prayers and like leading the congregation or leading the people in worship and in song and in sermon, right? Well, there was actually tons of other responsibilities and roles in the temple that were done by priests. Like there were priests that specifically cleaned up all the blood and the uh, and all that stuff that resulted uh, and was the byproduct of the sacrifices. There were priests that probably stocked and refilled supplies like oils and bread and, and all these other things. There were priests that specifically did teach classes most likely and, and were responsible with some for some like education and those different uh, activities that would happen in the temple. There were also um, probably people People who literally just like 
counted the money and took up the offering and divvied out the money for different responsibilities and for uh, for the priests to ha- go up, be able to buy food and eat and all those things. I mean, there was the the temple itself was a huge ca- chasm of of economy and of work and of of livelihood for this and t- for the Levites and for the people around them. Uh, and so there was so many, even in the Old Testament office of priesthood, there were more roles than what we like default to think of when we think of uh, the role of a priest in the work of the temple. And that's still true for the church. It's still true for us that there are other, there are so many roles. There are so many ways that we as priests in the kingdom of God can serve and glorify God by giving of our gifts, talents, and abilities. And we just encourage you during this time, during this new year to to evaluate where are you serving? What are you doing? How are you contributing to building up of the body of Christ and to glorifying God and serving God through serving his people in the church and in the community. And so remember, uh, brother and sister, that you are called uh, to be a part of, uh, if you're a believer, you're called to be a part of this royal priesthood and this holy body of Christ. And each one of us are a part and a member of that body given specific gifts and talents, abilities to serve and build up the church and to serve in that and through that to glorify God and in our service and then to love others and serve others in our community. And so I just encourage you to, 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 to take, um, you know, account of where are you serving? What are you doing? If you can't, you know, are you exercising your spiritual gifts? Are you fulfilling um, the need in the church that you're able and called and appointed to fulfill? Or even better, especially if you're listening to this podcast, is are there people around you that you know are members of the church or a part of the church that aren't serving? And how can you encourage them and speak into their life and love them by helping them uh, take advantage of opportunities to become a part of it, to, to practice being a part of this royal priesthood by serving God through serving the church? So thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you next time on Simple Rhythms.